0: Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Coming up, Glenn Macnow tomorrow from the Eagles radio network. Uh, Also tomorrow, Penn State basketball coach Micah Shrewsbury. We're two weeks away from the coach's show with James Franklin as the Penn State football season is on the horizon. But now we're going to get an opportunity in a few moments to talk with the legendary Mike Lang, but there's only one way to lead into Mike, and that is with our play-by-play calls of the day
1: it's a hockey night in pittsburgh garen's got the bucket across me rich shot he shoots and scores oh getting a the fast lane grandma the bingo game is ready to roll
0: the day that mike lang entered this profession the profession got richer the day that mike lang exits the profession the profession gets poorer with that we bring in the legendary mike lang mike welcome it's always a pleasure
1: It's my pleasure, Steve. I've enjoyed the talks we've had, and uh, uh, I hope we can still continue along the way because I enjoy the show. I really do.
0: No, and we will absolutely continue to have you back. Mike, timing is everything in life, so let's start at least at the end here. What was right about the timing for you to say, all right, it's
1: time now? Well, I ran out of phrases, so I had to... <laughs> <laughs> That's the best, best answer I've
0: heard ever.
1: <laughs> oh, I, you know, I think as many people uh, are somewhat aware, I've been cutting back as far as the travel is concerned and, and doing games, uh, you know, the last couple of years. And we've gotten to the point now, with, uh, especially with the COVID uh, situation and everything involved, that I just thought if i can get to this year the 2021 and do a game i'd have 50 years of doing pro hockey started with a a, a stint in 1971 with the phoenix roadrunners in the western league and uh, it would make 50 years and i was able to accomplish that and uh, steve Blass is a dear friend and i did some baseball with him in the 80s had uh, just retired the year before and i we still stay so close and uh being my hero, I decided to follow his footsteps. I just think it was the right time for me. Uh, I mean, we, we had so much success here over the years and uh, I just enjoyed everything I did with it. But I think it's time for a young guy to get his feet wet and Josh Getzoff certainly will be doing that with Phil Bork. And I think we're in good hands and uh, I hope they can get a total of 50 years in themselves to enjoy what I was able to do here uh, from the city of Pittsburgh.
0: Mike, along the way when you get into this, uh, mentors and people that you know either open doors for you in terms of their style or professionally or help you out or listen to what you're doing means so much. I mean, everyone knows, I've told everybody here that Gil Santos, who for years did the Patriots, did Penn State for a few years, and I was the third guy. I learned so much just sitting there. Along the way, who is that kind of person for you? I mean, you have to be Mike Lang, but who is that person for you?
1: Well, I go back to really when I became really enthralled and uh, uh, was determined to uh, be a broadcaster, and I was nine years old. I just had it in my blood. That's what I wanted to do. Baseball was my choice at that time, and the San Francisco Giants had just moved uh, west from New York. And uh, listening to their broadcast and the uh, great voice of uh, Vince Scully when they arrived and, uh, and became a part of uh, the West Coast, uh, just piqued my interest so much. Another guy there who really probably had as much influence as anything would be Bill King, who yeah. did the San Francisco Warriors and uh, used a great phrase in the, the Raiders of uh, the American Football League and used a phrase, holy Toledo. And every time he did that, <laughs> I just had chills go down my back in the moment of the game. And I, I said to myself, even then, I said, I- I'm going to try and do some phrases. I want to do something if I get into it. And that's where it was kind of born. And then my first job, as it turned out, excuse me, Uh turned out to be in Phoenix, Arizona, and I couldn't have been a better place for me to start because Al McCoy, uh, who is still the most tenured yes. uh, broadcaster in the NBA, was there doing the hockey games, and I ended up actually getting a job working with him for the f- last half of the season in 71. And then he went to the Phoenix Suns, and when he did, I was able to move in and become a play-by-play broadcaster. He taught me so much about broadcasting, particularly, you know, you have to, you have to realize, uh, and you and I are a little fortunate and getting our, our feet wet and so much uh, the radio side of it, but that's all there was at that time, radio. Mm-hmm. So you had to be pretty strict even and, and be able to use your craft uh, to convey what was going on, and so... Uh, He taught me so much about how to do that and uh, made me a better broadcaster, and then I was able to work my way. Uh, I thought I was going to go to San Diego my whole life. I got a job there in 73 uh, doing um, uh, hockey there with the Western Hockey League, and I thought that I would be there hopefully for baseball too to uh, be a greedy guy and do both sports, Mm -hmm. but it didn't turn out that way. The world hockey moved in, and that went to funk, and I ended up trimming, uh, trying to get a job, and I ended up in Pittsburgh. So uh, it, it was a, a, a different trip for a guy that was a native Californian, five generation. Everybody's back home still. I was the only one that ended up taking a covered wagon and going the other <laughs> way. <laughs>
0: so what was it what kind of adjustment was it now you're in the NHL so you're one of the few that are in the NHL back back in the 70s I mean there's only as you and I know a limited number of jobs yep well what kind of adjustment was it for a sacramento guy to then suddenly get to Pittsburgh
1: well it's interesting you say that and I think you could probably relate to at times on major sports that you eventually moved up the ladder and called important games now that was the biggest jump for me I had had a goal to be in the major leagues. Now, it, it didn't necessarily mean it was going to be hockey uh, by the time I was 26. Well, I accomplished that, but the first game, obviously, was on KDKA radio, 50,000-watt clear channel. You're aware of that, yeah. and uh, you're going by yourself, and I'm going to the Met Center in Bloomington, Minnesota, and I'm all by myself except for an engineer, which we mm-hmm. never had, you know, in the minor leagues, and uh, I settle in and I'm nervous as can be And I get the job, and I start working the game, and it's going fairly well. And all of a sudden, it became a little smoother. We win the game, which probably was a blessing uh, for me because I was able to kind of feel more comfortable. And then when it was done, I went back to the hotel, and I sat down and said, you know, it, it really wasn't that much different from where I was. And with that attitude, I moved in. And it became a lot more comfortable, and I built from there. Um, you know, we all do. We're all, we learn from experience, and uh, built it into something, and uh, moved it forward, and added a couple of phrases. And then the fans started responding crazily, and uh, sending me things, and wanting to know about can I use this phrase and that phrase. And um, so it kind of built from there as far as the relationship with fans. So that's where it all started. And uh, hopefully, they had a good journey with me, and. They know, the fans do, and everybody that listened over the years uh, how much fun I had, and uh, I hope they had the same amount of fun and they were smiling at the time.
0: Oh, believe me, they were, all of us, everybody. Uh, the, early in your tenure, though, the Penguins as a franchise were not the most stable of groups and organizations. How tough was it to always hear the rumors about whether they were staying in Pittsburgh or not?
1: You know, that's amazing, really. It's a good question because most people would uh, – well, I'll give you just a quick example. Uh, the first year I was here, I worked one year. And at the end of May of that year, Jack Button, who was the general manager, brought us into uh, into the Igloo Club, the private club, and he said, as of tomorrow, everybody, you're all unemployed. And, well, well what do you mean? You're all, un- we're all unemployed. The team had gone bankrupt. And uh, so that opened, uh, you know, the scramble was on. I ended up going back to San Diego for one year, and then the guy that replaced me, Gary Morrell, left after one year, and I came back and have been here ever since. But I once I came back, I, I, I just felt such a, a, a feel back to the city and and want to, to succeed and, and keep it going. So it was kind of an impetus for me to say, okay, we'll show you what we can do. And that those years, the Steelers, you got to realize, it just won a Super Bowl. Uh, they won four. Uh, <clears throat> the Pirates won in 79. And Pitt won a national championship in 1976. So we were yeah. uh, <clears throat> the blue and uh, white down at the bottom of the totem pole. So it gave me another little bit of incentive to want to try and move up the ladder and make it a major sport in the city of Pittsburgh. And it was slow. Uh, grinding, frustrating, no question, but it was all worthwhile, especially with the arrival of number 66, Mario Lemieux, who really gave the team the, the kick in the pants, if you will, to get over that edge and become a better hockey club and, uh, go on to the success that they've had. So it was, uh, it was fun for me. i learned earned very quickly on. There's another team on the other side, and they've got a lot of good stars. they got good people. The Canadians, a lot of, I, so I would build them up. You got to come and see these guys play. I mean, they're that good. Uh, so you use whatever is at your at your table yep. and uh, work with it. Try and create interest, and I, I think we succeeded in some some way to yeah. so making people want to see the game of hockey itself.
0: Don't I know it? You don't I know it. Um, so now I I opened up my first question was about timing being the end. Now. Life is also timing when it comes to other events. You mentioned Mario Lemieux. That literally was going to be my next question anyway, so you anticipated me perfectly, Mike. (laughs) But when he gets there, okay, what, you know, the impact he had, not just on the fan, the game, but what the kind of impact he had for you as the broadcaster that you were, you on an everyday basis were seeing something special?
1: Well, uh, I, I, I knew he was going to be somewhat special. This is a, a, a kind of a story on the Pirates, but that first year we had training camp at Mount Lebanon High School uh, here in Pittsburgh, and it had a small rink. The players were going two, three times a day in those years uh, with two a day workouts, and then we had a black and gold. Uh, uh, no, it wasn't a black and gold game because yes, it was because we had changed the colors in the last Super Bowl. Anyway, uh, within the team, they they had a game at uh, this uh, arena. So it's in a suburb, and it doesn't hold a lot of people. And that night, there were approximately 3,000 people that came down to try and get into that building to see Mario play on that first night. On the same night, the Cubs had a chance to clinch for the, uh, the National League uh, Division Championship. And uh, they were playing the Pirates. And at Three River Stadium, they had 3,200, I believe, for that game, if not less. Mm. So it was a, it was an amazing thing to see. And as usual, you know, some uh, uh, <clears throat> energizing uh, person within the township of uh, Mount Levin and saw all these cars and parked and people trying to get in. And they went through and put tickets on all the cars that were parked there, (laughs) which had to to come back to their cars as mad as hell. But they survived it. And uh, uh, the rest is kind of history of what he has accomplished, you know, not only in his early years and uh, the Cups, but uh, as an owner, too, and and being a great part of this community and always uh, dedicated his life to
0: I mean, obviously, then, of course, Sid comes in, and there's three more Stanley Cups, as, as we all know. You had, did a lot of time between TV radio. In the end, what was the passion for you? Was the passion being on TV, or was the passion for you being the radio, radio guy, in retrospect?
1: Well, uh, quite honestly, I had the advantage of both, because from uh, 82, I think, on, until we officially made a change of the of the uh, radio and the TV together as simulcast. So I did those games all as simulcast, so i I, I could probably lean more on the radio side with a, a little more description uh, while I was doing the TV, but I didn't get any big complaints about it. but in ninety three, because of the satellites and the and the difference in the timing, And, uh, you know, everything else used to be on landlines, as you well know, Steve, uh, until the the advent of the uh, satellite. And then it became almost prohibited because of the delays. And uh, so I stayed on television. Uh, They decided to make a change on the TV side, Fox did. And um, I went back to the radio. And, And the blessing in disguise of it all is that I got to call every game of every playoff game and the three Cups uh, after that uh, mm-hmm. that the Penguins won. So I've, I've done every game they've done in winning Cups, uh, been able to broadcast it. If i have been on the TV side only, I wouldn't have done those games uh, for the three last three championships. So uh, it was rewarding to me, and I, I love the radio. and I I had a great partner in Phil Bork. I love him to death. He's one of the better color men, I think, in the uh, NHL. Yeah. Uh, he works so hard at his... Uh, his his new job, if you will, he's become seasoned. He's become uh, comical. He's become good with timing. Uh, he's got all the whole package right now, and he's in demand among people around here, and, and rightly so. So uh, it, it's been fun, really, kind of moving along with him. Uh, but I do think it's time. And uh, uh, I put uh, 50 years in, and I think that's that's a, a pretty good pace for uh, for anybody that's carried his bags for that long. Uh, and been able to do what he just really loved to do. Well, I know
0: the feeling because, of course, I get to work side by side with Jack Ham. So, yep, absolutely. I know, I know, I know how you feel. I mean, it's it's invaluable to have somebody that knowledgeable next to you, and it's invaluable to have somebody who has a great personality like that next to you. And you had, you obviously had that with Phil, which is just, I mean, that's yeah, they're going. just
1: they're good and that, that's people going. and they're humble. Yeah. And yep. uh, the way, uh, this is why I love Pittsburgh so much, and I, I grew up in California, and I think, but but your humbleness really is your greatest asset. If you yes. can do that and be good at something, boy, it's just so much easier to commun- communicate with people. Yep. And, uh, you know, a lot of those Steelers of those early years, I met them, a lot of them, uh, are just so down-to-earth and such great people, and it's yep. easy to see why they related to each other. And uh, it warms my heart to, to see the success that they've had. And I'm not surprised Jack M is, a, is a, uh, a terrific broadcaster. Uh, and anything he would do, I think he'd be successful.
0: Well, I'll end the way I started. The <laughs> profession came became richer the day you entered it. It became poorer the day you decided not to do any more games. Mike, what? we will do this many more times. This won't be the last time we talk because I thoroughly enjoy talking with you. Thank you well, so much. Thank you so much for everything and for all the great moments all of us listened out of your voice.
1: Hey, and I, you know, I, I said that the, the people have given me everything back too uh, with the accolades or the thought of watching and listening to Gabe's night after night. I just tell them, you know, whatever you do, keep smiling like a butcher's dog. And it's <laughs> official. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has just left the building
0: we'll come back with more after this he is a gem he is a slice of gold that was he is, amazing he is he is so special my respect for him is just off the charts and he is i don't
2: know oh my god I,
0: I think I think I started it right the right way and I ended it the right way. The profession became richer the day he got into it. The profession became poorer the day he decided to exit. And,
2: and he ended it only the way he can. Oh my that goodness, was, yes. That was and Ellis has left the building. <laughs> oh he's just Oh my.
0: Uh, boy. And I always knew he loved baseball. It's interesting, you know, I mean, you know who
2: else just loves baseball, loves the pirates. Is Doc Emmer. That's right. He called a spring training game a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh no. With with uh, with Greg, Greg Brown. With Greg yeah. Brown. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, you think about the legacy of Pittsburgh broadcasters. Now we've talked about Philly broadcasters because obviously Bill Campbell and Harry Callis and, and and Whitey Ashburn and Andy Musser and obviously Merrill. Uh, Gene Hart, you know, and, of course, we had we just had Mark Zumoff on the show. Pittsburgh's the same way. Jack Fleming, Bill Hillgrove, Myron Cope, Tunch, okay? Now, you know, then you get to Rosie Rosewell and Bob Prince and, and the possum Jim Woods and Landy Frateri and Greg Brown on baseball, Mike Lang on hockey, and now Josh Getzoff. You know what I admire about Josh? First of all, Josh calls a really good game. Gets off does. Well, you want to know what I admire about Josh? is Josh goes out there and is Josh. He doesn't try to be Mike. And I'm not going to get into which broadcast it is, because that would be wrong for me to do on the air. But there's a college broadcast that I'll hear on Sirius once in a while where the guy on the air is trying to sound the same as the legend he replaced from many, many years ago. And I sit back and go, well, what are you doing? You got, when you replace somebody, you got to be you. You can't be the other guy. You have to be you. It's like Chris Fowler goes out and he's Chris Fowler. He's not trying to be Keith Jackson or Brent Musburger. That's really important. That's what Josh does taking your calls at 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motors studio here's steve jones sunbury motors 4th street in sunbury sunbury motors kia routes 11 and 15 almost Wharf, and online at SunburyMotors.com, ford lincoln kia hyundai who has them all sunbury motors does Great pre-owned inventory. Fabulous sales staff that works with you. Do they want to make the sale? Of course they do. But look, they're not going to get the repeat business unless they do it right. And by doing it right, it's all about you. It's not about them. All right? And they understand that. That's what makes them great at their job and a fabulous service department to back it all up. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 to 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online. At SunburyMotors.com, there are a lot of privileges to doing this job, and one of them was in the previous half hour when we had Mike Lang on the show. It's one of the many privileges of doing the job. At the other end of the spectrum, it's the staff meetings. I mean, it's so, I mean, it's you know, but you got to take the good with the bad. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the
1: janitor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Talking to Mike is one of the absolute privileges of the job, without question. What a gem. What a gem. What a pros pro. And the great appreciation, you know, you can tell you can tell people who appreciate what they do. Never take it for granted. Mike never took a second of that job for granted. Ever. Ever. So and a young broadcaster like Matt feels the same way.
2: Absolutely. And,
0: and when Dave Ritchie gets a chance to talk, he appreciates it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my almighty! <laughs> Great to have you with us, Dave. Great to be here too. Last time he talked till halftime. All right, so <laughs> just kidding. You're killing me.
2: <laughs>
0: oh my goodness! Oh well. Look, we have to have some fun with it, right? Mike is Mike, phenomenal. Young broadcasters could take a page out of his book anytime, anywhere. Oh, and Mike offered to come back. Would love to have Mike back. I right? can't just be one interview and goodbye. That kind of knowledge and that valuable resource of what he's seen, phenomenal. Would love to have him back. All right. Uh, 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 James Franklin's going to meet with the media tonight after practice. They, they did begin practice about, what, a half hour ago. So it's going to be right around 6.15 or so. He'll have his media get-together tonight to update where they are in practice. We're now, they'll go through this week, and then by the middle of next week, the first day of class will be Monday. And that really is now where the tapering begins, where you're transitioning from camp. You're really transitioning from camp into starting for your game week preparation, even though it's two weeks. So that's where uh, this, this will be a critical today, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. These five days will be critical and then after they get the day off on Monday, then you start to get into, uh, you're really you're now at that point where you're finalizing after Monday. You're really finalizing what this point probably is going to be on the scout team and who's going to be on the travel group. Now, there'll be a couple of guys on the scout team that travel, too, just so you understand. That always happens. You're allowed to travel 74. Uh, so there'll be some of those guys that will be on the scout team, they'll also be on the travel team. But this is where you start making that division between, okay, quote, varsity group, scout team group, and that will happen about Monday, or excuse me, that'll happen probably about Tuesday next week, uh, where they'll do that, and then you start getting into your bonus prep days for your opener. So that's where you are. So these five days right here, you're talking about the, uh, f- five critical days of camp to then start setting up what the beginning of your game week will be, even though your game week has some bonus days involved. So that's where they are. Micah Shrewsbury joins us on the show tomorrow. We're going to talk about coaches versus cancer tomorrow and also about basketball. Penn State is number two in the nation in transfer points coming into the program, 4,031 career points coming into the program which is number two among all transfers in the country. Talk to Micah about that, because the practices I watched, there was, look, you're trying to implement your system, so there's a lot of teaching going on, and not as much five-on-five. Five. Now, eventually, they did transition into five-on-five, five, but there's a lot of teaching going on, a lot of instruction. But 4,031 points coming into the program and we'll talk to Mike about that tomorrow he'll be on the show and the first show with James Franklin will be two weeks from tomorrow and we'll be at the field so that's where we are with everything uh, let's see a couple of other notes for you um, uh, Matt what's your first game by the way
2: my first game actually will not be until Labor Day itself I am off I'm off football for the first couple of weeks my first game is Labor Day for I'm doing boys soccer for TV and
1: what
0: yeah well that's the second that's that's the second weekend of the season right? yeah so
2: you have boys soccer on Labor Day I do that'll be that'll be game number one for me of the fall
0: okay when's your first football game <sighs>
2: I want to say later in September. I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but I want to say the f- September 13th or 20th, somewhere in that, that range. Okay, great. Then I'll have two Bucknell games mixed in, two Bucknell men uh, women's soccer games mixed in there too on great. ESPN+. Plus.
0: Good for you. That's great.
2: Yeah, plus all the PA announcing coming up too with Bucknell football. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah, it starts up for me in a couple weeks.
0: No, throw it for you. That's great. That'll work out really well. They're they're fortunate to have you. Well, thank you. Um, boy, it sure would be great though if you got that Shukelamy play-by-play job. All right, but that's okay. That's uh... you, sir, are my
1: hero.
2: Did that slip out? <laughs> I won't tell if you won't tell.
0: I mean, that way somebody could just concentrate on sales. Don't you think that's important? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he did tell me we will not be hearing from him, at least for the first few weeks, being on the uh, the weekly podcast, the weekly roundtable, because he has a lot of stuff going on. So it'll be the chief. We will be graciously given the chief for the first Enjoy few the- weeks for the round table.
0: So he's going to the beach?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
1: almighty!
0: Oh, man. Ah. <laughs> well, okay. How many weeks won't he
2: be able to do this? He just said for the first few weeks, at least. C-
0: could, could you give me a number I need to plan my vacation? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, when's the first time he's available? <laughs> It'll be this date. Well, I'm off that date. <laughs> F-O-U-L-E-D. That spells... Oh, da. Well, the Eagles play the Patriots tomorrow. Now, they've gone through the practices against each other, which for the coaching staff, that's invaluable in terms of their evaluation of what they need to do. Now, what's interesting about Jalen Hurts was the phrasing. Did you hear the phrasing about Hurts? They didn't say he performed really well. They said he was the best performing of the quarterbacks. I found the phrasing to be very interesting. They didn't say he was great, they or he really performed well. They basically said that of all the quarterbacks, he performed the best. Well, what does that mean?
2: <laughs> that makes me wonder slightly, but I wonder if it was just a coincidence Because the reports that I've been hearing are that he's really, really getting well-liked in the locker room, and he's really got the locker room in his grasp, and the guys are really just buying into what he does, so...
0: Adorable!
2: (laughs) How is he performing? (laughs) Apparently, everyone likes what he's doing on and off the field, so...
0: I mean, he's always been great in the locker room. My goodness. There is nobody I can think of that, at Alabama... He loses his job to a to a Tunga viola. Okay. Keeps his he stays low, keeps about his business, and in the SEC championship game against Georgia, he steps in when they needed him and was brilliant.
2: Yeah, it was incredibly impressive. That was right. actually, to me, one of the okay. most incredibly impressive performances you're that, going to see in that national championship game ever.
0: That's why Well, that was the SEC title game
2: or SEC but title I mean, game. Excuse me. Yeah. Right.
1: But,
0: but that. You win everybody over. He must. He was great in the locker room the whole time. But this is the National Football League, okay? It's not about winning, Mister Congeniality. <laughs> okay.
2: But I, I thought games? he looked sharp last week, though against against the Steelers. We'll see what happens tomorrow. I I mean I I think he's off to a good start, but at the what same time I just don't know what he's going to look like yet. It is a what, known, an unknown what? mystery. What
0: kind of job did he do evading T.J. Watt last week? Fair. Watt didn't play. All right, so... Um...
2: <laughs> no, that's fair. And I would gonna... like to see him play more than two series tomorrow, but I, we'll see how things go, I'm guessing. Because if they go well, <laughs> I think Nick Scariani's going to pull him. The only reason...
0: Um... Uh that I would play him a little bit more. It's just so he is more comfortable in the game with the system. But the practices are probably... I'm talking about the practices head-to-head with the Patriots. Probably give them enough in that regard. That's true. The preseason game is just an add-on. Now, for the fans, it's not like you're sitting there watching video of the, uh, of the practices before the coaching staff, those practices probably gave them a pretty good feel of where he is on grasp of system and the wideouts on how they are with grasp of system and the running backs on how they are with grasp with system and so forth. The practices probably did that when they faced the Patriots The preseason game is just an add-on and probably is more about who gets roster spots 35 to 53 so interesting we'll take a break Matt defending his guy right to the end (laughs) that's right what was that athletic quarterback number again
2: 30 but then again they had Ben Roethlisberger at 16 so you know I'd use this with the greatest salt now
0: I think you're a hater (laughs) 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 back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK Treverton, uh, Middleburg, New Berlin, Mifflinburg, Hartleton, Lewisburg has some rain, not as heavy as maybe some other areas. I think I mentioned Treverton's got heavy rain right now. So just be careful as you go through Laurelton. You know, Forest Hill has a lot of rain right now, and Snydertown's about to get heavy rain, as will Elysburg. And then Shimokin. You're about to get hit with some heavier rain coming up and then Mount Carmel after that. So just be careful, okay, as you're going through. You see an area of water on the road, and it's running across the road. Uh, Maybe I'll turn around. You're like, oh, i got to get some. You don't want to go into something you're not sure about. And, of course, we've got a lot of lightning around the area, too, a lot of lightning, which has been uh, a big issue. Uh, a lot of lightning near Shimokan right now, Sunbury, uh, approaching Bloomsburg. Lewisburg's got a lot of lightning right now. Sunbury does. There's been some down by Sealands Grove, too. Uh, West Milton is a lot. Just went through Cowan, Vicksburg. Potts Grove is getting hit with lightning. Uh, I mentioned Snyder Town. I mentioned Elysburg is getting hit pretty good with some lightning strikes right now. So I just, you know, just want to at least point that out. I mean, obviously, you know, it sounds like I'm on on the Weather Channel here, but you know, one in four meteorologists happens to be a Penn State graduate anyway, so I thought I'd you know, we just care about you okay and that's part of the job of the radio station is that um, we need to spend all of our time caring about you whether it's giving you an interview like Mike Langs because we care about you we, you know we, we think it's something you're going to enjoy and so forth when it comes to news and information you got to make sure you have it so I know I'm taking over the job of the weather team here right now but that's they're not here so it's me. <laughs> like I said, we had a tornado touched down here about ten miles south of here and kept flying through here. It's interesting when it came through here, like the the the, the, the cell, because oh, the tornado had already touched down, when the cell itself then came through, we didn't have tornadic activity when it came through here, obviously but the rain was coming straight down at a 90, de- 90 degrees, right? So it's, boom, perpendicular. Well, then it comes, all of a sudden, boom, there's the wind, boom, for about three to five minutes, and then when it went, it went. That was it. it calmed down right away. So we thought I would at least mention that. Matt will have more details. We've got the news coming up. And uh, he'll get you up to date on all that and more. Tomorrow, Micah Shrewsbury on the show. Penn State's new head basketball coach. We're going to talk about the uh, coaches versus cancer tournament, which is next week. It's going to be next Friday, the 27th, at the Penn State golf courses. Uh, No captains this year which are, you know, so it's just foursomes this year. I mean, the goal for them is just to make sure they play the tournament and get it in. So we'll talk to Mike about that tomorrow as well. And then Glenn Mack now tomorrow on the Eagles. And Jerry Dulac tomorrow on the Steelers. we got a lot going on. Can we fit all these people in?
2: We're going to do it tomorrow. Now, Jerry, we we try to get Jerry for Friday, but he's actually bringing his daughter back to Penn State on oh, Friday, okay. so we're going to do it tomorrow Good. instead to oh, preview okay. Saturday's game with the Lions. Beautiful.
0: Beautiful. And Glenn's going to uh, preview the Patriots and Eagles and uh, talk about the 30th right quarterback of the athletic. F-O-U-L-E-D. That spells... Let me look here and see. How many teams are in the NFL? <laughs> Get round number? No? Not a good question?
2: No. <laughs> I think we all know the answer to that, and we'll just let he's that go. Only,
0: he's only had four starts of his career. That's one of the reasons why he's down that line. I know, yeah. You know, but the, but again, I'll go to the other part, though. The NFL is a league of, of accuracy. Especially with the speed that is on the field. If you ever go to an NFL game, watch special teams. And you know what you see on special teams? Everybody can run. Everybody can run. That's the league. There's so much speed in the league. That's why there's such a premium placed on accuracy for quarterbacks in the league. And that's why with Jalen Hurts, that is the issue. The premium is on accuracy. Can he be consistently accurate? You're not going to be accurate on every play, but can you be consistently accurate on plays where you're not only just getting it into a window, but are you then leading them into something instead of playing station-to-station football? Micah tomorrow, Glenn tomorrow, Jerry tomorrow. Our thanks to Mike Lang today.